Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome back to The Shift. Welcome back. I think this is our 57th episode. Oh, is that right? I think so. That's cool, isn't it? Oh, I didn't even notice we'd gone past a year. Oh, I mean, yeah. 57 is not a normal uh, a number that is normally celebrated. <laughs> but we didn't celebrate 52, so here we are. We didn't celebrate 50, yeah. I guess 50 eps would have been... No, 52. I've never been... Oh, it's, because 52 would be a year, right? Am I crazy? Or is it... How many weeks is there a year? Uh, well, fifty-two would be a year, except that we we did we did one week where there was two. But anyway, oh. I, I, podcasters normally don't celebrate the, the they usually celebrate like a hundred apps. Ah, oh, okay, so never mind. So I would have thought fifty would have been a fifty would have been a milestone, you know. Okay, see you guys in forty-three. Not episodes. to mention we also we we skipped a week at Christmas, so you know, like fifty uh, would have been the the number to celebrate if we were if we were into the sort of the numbers. But we'll try to keep an eye out for a hundred apps. Okay, great, yay! <laughs> but it's it's no problem celebrating fifty-seven either. Thank you, happy fifty-seventh. <laughs> um, but I guess we're, are we a year now? Is that? Yeah, we started in February last year, around about. Yeah, I got a memory actually on my Facebook of one of our vids. Yeah, same. Oh, you did? I got a memory. I think it was. Uh, I'm not sure which memory it was. I got one of the logo of us when I tried to when I created the terrible logo, <laughs> the cartoon. What do you mean the terrible logo? You did the logo. I know, but it's not the best. Well, I like it. I like it. You know, I like it. Because you don't like our logo? No, I do like it, but I'm more just like, you know, I went to art college, so it's like, I'd be like, oh, Jesus, that's like, it's crap. Like, I like, okay, the reason why I like it is because when I do a show and someone comes up to me afterwards and I'm saying, will you listen to my podcast? There's a couple of the shifts that come up and I just go, it's the shift with the cartoon. And then they get it automatically. Yeah, it looks like Beavis and Butt. Yeah, yeah, I know. I my, Which doesn't even make sense to you because you don't probably know Beavis. No, well, I must have done it subconsciously because when I did it, my dad goes, do you know that looks like Beavis and Butt? And I was like, oh my God, I saw that for the first time a week ago. So I must have done it subconsciously. Oh. But I hadn't seen them before. Yeah, it looks a little like Beavis and Butt, but it's fine. It's colorful. I, 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 like, I like our logo. Good, okay. Yay, then. So n- not, a, not a concern of mine. Yeah, no, I want to keep it, obviously, but you know, when you've created it, you're usually like a little like, ugh. Yeah, so we're a year doing it. We stuck to it, you know? We we, we stayed with it. We didn't even know it was going to happen. Episode one isn't even on the shift. I mean, I put it, we put it up here, but it was originally on the Des Bishop podcast. Yeah. You know, we've been through a lot. Dead parents and the rest. Yeah. And live parents that... You have issues with? Yeah, you're trying to take me down. <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> so uh, anyway, um, last week's ep went down well. I mean, it does help that Jess Brennan has like 
a ton of followers on Instagram. So that uh, that kicked off. Did you get some followers out of that? Uh, I got followers, but I don't know if it was from... I got a bunch of followers. So I guess, yeah, that must have been from Jess. Yeah, I mean, there was definitely... I definitely saw that. Uh, so I, I saw a little Insta boost. And then the amazing thing is that uh, I, I, I got some messages about Sanctuary as if we had something to do with it, you know? Yeah. Which was nice. Yeah, I like got you no. know, I got the same like people just saying they were looking forward to going to it and stuff. So, um, but I got a review. Okay, did you get any reviews? I got a review. Yeah, well, I mean, my review, honestly, it, 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 it's, it's not, um, it's not like. Sorry, I got distracted because when I picked up my phone, I thought I fucking hung up on you, but I didn't. Right, you're still there. I'm still here. Thank God. Um, uh, I might as well read it out properly. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say the guy's name. It was a guy. Okay, and I got I got a girl, so there you go. Oh, you got a girl? Yeah, good. That's, that's good. So I won't say his name, but he messaged me back and he said uh, he loved the podcast with Jess and he was at Sanctuary last week and holy shit, it was a different level. If you're going to the next one in T minus 53 days, I would be honored if you wanted to pre-drink with me and my mates. <laughs> Keep it in mind, man. Now, people are always inviting me for drinks. I guess they don't pay attention hard enough to... Uh, to, to some of the stuff I say on the podcast. So I was like, cool, man. Uh, without breaking any rules, can you tell me what you loved about it? So I, I kind of fished a little bit. Uh, and he said, just the fact that nobody gave a fuck who you were, where you were from, what you're wearing. I went on my own, and within two minutes of getting a drink at the bar, I was sitting in the smoking area with a group of about 10 people I'd never met before, talking to them like I'd known them all my life. The overall vibe was just incredible. Never experienced anything remotely close to it in Ireland or abroad. I don't think I could go to a normal club again. Ha ha. Oh, that's... And then I asked him, was there any, any madness? And he said uh, he left skipping down the road, whistling what a wonderful world, we'll just say. So he wasn't giving away anything there. And he said, oh, I asked if you'd be freaked out. How did you? What did he say? Nah, it's not as mental as you think. As the night goes on, things get progressively weirder, but at the same time, you get progressively more comfortable and in line with the vibe. I was absolutely shitting bricks going in, and I loved every second. What you wear doesn't make a difference either. I went in with t-shirts and jeans, and nobody gave a shit. So, there you go. Okay. That's great. That's a great. So, so what are the rules? What are the rules that you? No, there are no rules. Sorry, I, 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 that was just me joking because when I had asked Jess, yeah, you know, like what goes down, she was like, oh, you, you know, there's no rules. I, that, that was just me joking around. Like in other words, like I didn't want, I, you know, conscious of the fact that we have a public podcast, I didn't want him saying anything that, uh, you know, might might just be too much information like it's better to leave things unsaid you know okay okay so what was what was your what was the review that you got okay i hope this isn't breaking rules but hey katie feedback on sanctuary as promised it was so much fun was nervous about as promised oh because she messaged what you got a relationship with this person you know i write back to all the dms until they get creepy and then i'm out um oh no but i mean they had messaged you in advance and i'm gonna go to that yeah yeah and i said i said let me know how you get on and she was like definitely uh, she was messaging me about it for a bit, kind of like how she was excited to go and stuff. It's just a Bre- Jess Brennan fan, I guess. Who can- no, a podcast fan who then, anyway, um, was nervous about what I was wearing until I got there. And literally everyone had made such an effort to wear fetish wear that no one turned a blind eye. It was just like a normal club with everyone dancing, but it wasn't too full. There was space to dance. Uh, not to give too much away, but there was like a designated area for people if people wanted to do intimate stuff. Uh, so people weren't like kissing, etc. 
in the main area they would just go to the space so there wasn't pressure to do anything or get with someone met some really cool people there too everyone was really friendly you and des will have to come next time and review it on the shift (laughs) yes i mean that's going to happen except that it's good friday i actually don't have shows i'm not doing shows easter weekend but because i have two weeks off i don't know if i'm i'm gonna stay in ireland for i would literally be staying just to go to that yeah but, that, but I would absolutely go. Like I kind of like that she said there was, because I guess I pictured it walking in and you're like kind of trying to avert your eyes like people are just banging all over the place. <laughs> I was like fixed. Oh yeah, no. I mean, I never, I knew it would never be, I knew it wasn't that. So, well, I guess. It wouldn't be possible. And not, not in Ireland. It's, too, not in it's Ireland. too mainstream. Like, I mean, you know, she's, yeah. she's like a mainstream person. Anyway, it's neither here nor there. It, 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 it it's gone well and i'm glad that we we were able to to interview her in advance and we can save we can save uh our 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 talking about it more till we go again however katie yeah you may be going to a a new york yeah sex night next week so that'll probably be a bit wilder that'll probably be so yeah go so we're gonna look forward to that review yeah so i'll things once nothing happens that's the plan we're on the list so and without mentioning any names you bumped into somebody else who told you that they'd been to one and that you don't need to freak out too much right yeah yeah they said they they'd been to one now they had said they got involved in the like sexy stuff so like but they had went with a boyfriend and kind of like it was like an. Ex- oh that's the thing if you go with a couple you can sort of get loose yeah she was just like this is like a fun little kinky thing but that was you know that that and that was like but um you know i have to go there now with the the you're going with me mate yeah so at least it'll just be like and she said i can leave whenever i want there's no pressure so and you know i'll just go with the and she told me she texted me today to ask if you'd be comfortable with her asking you what you're wearing because she's thinking about what she's wearing and she wants to discuss it with you yeah well she probably should because it was funny she sent me a screenshot of um the message and i just read when it was on i didn't even read and then i went back in and read it and it had like dress attire and i was like oh fuck <laughs> as i probably would have went there in my fucking nikes like and my flared pants not even thinking i'd love it and then i was like all right okay you have to wear something nice so but it's just great well you could you you can give us a full report next week Kate. okay great <laughs> and if you decide you're not comfortable don't go because under no circumstances is the shift podcast in any way shape or form <laughs> trying to put you into situations you're not comfortable thanks with. i'm glad we got that quoted down <laughs> that is down that is quoted uh february 17th uh, 2020 <laughs> no pressure from the shift podcast for katie to go to any sex night ever including uh, sanctuary or any uh, club night that's considered to be uh, open to sexual activity. <laughs> that's so funny. You should do those for those, you know, when those people read that stuff off. You have a great voice for it. Oh, well, anyway, you get, I mean, the one thing about going to sanctuary is that you do hope that people respect the like, you know, you wouldn't want the next day to be like, oh, Des Bishop was in there whipping his dick. And, you know, not that I would anyway. I'm you sure know. everybody would love very, that. <laughs> like, oh. Very private with my dick, but, you know. Yeah. Like, I wasn't a coffee shop. I was a coffee shop the other day and people fucking tweeting about, you know, like, questioning who I was with and shit. Like, it's pretty fucking crazy, you know? Yeah, that's really, in, that's, that's the scare. That's especially because, like, you know, you're a comedian, so you love what you do. So you want to be successful. But then there's this whole other other side which we may yeah 
we may talk about at the end of the app in relation to the horrible news that happened this week. But before we do, before we get into that, you have a listener dilemma. Oh, right. Yeah, I do. So. (laughs) (laughs) I forgot. You sound so surprised. You're the one that fucking told me. I know, but I just forgot. I just got into the conversation and then I was like, oh, yeah. Um, Now, she said to keep this a little vague, so I'm not going to read it word for word verbatim. Is that the right word? I'm so proud of myself. Um, so basically a friend of hers got out of a serious relationship and she's just started uh, dating someone new and they've gotten to the part where it's exclusive now. Right. So let's say, um, she then, and now he's said he wants to be exclusive and he's the one pushing it and she's seen him via pictures and stuff. She's never actually met him. And then she went on to her Tinder. Did you start, um. Did you start whispering like this is a bit of a secret or did you just get further away from the mic? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't th- I don't know. I don't know what I was doing. Suddenly, suddenly you s- it sounded lower, like as if suddenly we were <laughs> in the secret zone. Lads, it's very private. We can't be telling people. <laughs> I want to make- Yeah, just suddenly now that you're paraphrasing, it's like, oh, I don't want to give away too much. Well, I don't want to get her in trouble. So basically, basically, so, her, okay, to recap, her friend has seen a new guy. They've got, he's, he wants exclusivity. Now she has been like, yeah, I think that's what I'm going to do. I just want to go slow because I just got to have a serious relationship. But he's the one kind of pushing it now. The friend who's wrote to us about this went on to Tinder and checked her matches and she'd matched with him. So she must have swiped on him a while back. Like she's never met him. So he just recently matched. She just got the match. So that means he's on Tinder and he's swiping. Now he would know her because he's never met her. But of course, you know, with girlfriends, we show all the pictures. We know girlfriends know more about the 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 boyfriend than anyone like you know so because we tell each other everything so she said what does she do now does she go to the so she so so sorry so let me let me get this you she swiped she said she probably swiped on him ages ago is that it Uh, yeah and you know she wouldn't even think of it because she was just swiping away but she just got the match notification like in the last couple of days kind of. A- yeah. So after him, he had been like talking about the exclusivity and he had told the friend like he's gone off the apps and stuff and he just wants to be with her. Oh, I mean, did, did does she have that actual quote that he said he's gone off the apps? No, just her. Or is she making that assumption? Her friend. Yeah. Her friend had told her that like, oh yeah, he said he wants to be exclusive and he, he said that he was de- deleting his apps. Oh yeah. He said he was deleting yeah. his apps. But I mean, okay, so. So the, her dilemma is, does she tell the friend? Exactly, yeah. Or does she just leave it because he might have been just having a nose? Well, he's definitely having a nose. And I, I guess my, my immediate reaction would be, he has every right until the friend says, yeah, let's be exclusive. Yeah, so I'm not... I mean, he may be, he may be looking to get her to lock down the exclusivity part because, you know, he's, you know he wants to know if, if he should stop. Now, obviously... He could be a sneaky bastard too, but right now at this juncture, he's really just on the on the if there was such thing as the legal side of sniffing around. In that, they're not exclusive yet. He's looking to be exclusive. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to read. Correct. I'm trying to read now to see if they'd actually spec. But if they did just say they're exclusive, it was just happened. So um, it's hard to understand now if she means or else that the friend hasn't confirmed on the exclusivity but he's how old are these people by the way they're like in their 30s i think really wow yeah i think they're like my age 
I, I, my advice would be, no, I hate getting involved and stuff like that, so I probably wouldn't get involved. Well, listen, but, it's just a fucking vague dilemma. I mean, you don't, it doesn't matter. If people are, you're a stranger, these people are asked for your advice, you're giving it. Yeah. You know, there's no, there's no legal requirement for you to be careful about what you say. No, but I mean, like, I'm, like, if it were me, I probably wouldn't bother just because I don't really like getting involved and stuff. But if it was my best friend, look, I would probably... Uh, if it were me, I would want to know because then I could, you could just joke about it with your partner being like, I thought you wanted exclusivity, but you're matching with my best friend. And then that brings up the conversation of, okay, where are we going? What do we want? It might be, it might be even better for the friend to know because then she can kind of decide like, oh, do I mind that he's on this? Oh, I do actually. Yeah, let's be exclusive. Let's like confirm that and lock that down. And like, it doesn't need to. I don't think they'd break up over it. I don't think they'll have a fight over it. It's actually probably a good way for them to kind of have a serious talk about it. And she could just be like, look, I know you match with my friend. And it's a bit embarrassing as well. So if we're going to be exclusive, do you mind? <laughs> do you mind not? Yeah. The problem is that we're missing this this essential bit of information, which is did the friend say we're exclusive or not, you know? I mean, I have to say I'm conflicted, you know, because okay, so on one level, I don't feel like he... He told her what? he really likes her and he's not seeing anyone else. And she wasn't sure about it um, because she'd just gone out of a serious relationship. So she just was like, okay, let's just go slow. That's basically it. And then... Yeah, I mean, I'm conflicted. I'm really conflicted because on 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 one level, I feel like, you know, until you're really serious, I think a lot of people probably sort of swipe on the down low 50 percent, maybe even more of that is just i actually honestly sometimes i i haven't actually been swiping on the apps lately but at periods of time where you just get in the habit of swiping sometimes i find myself swiping i'm not even really paying attention to what i'm doing i'm just like taking a shit or something. <laughs> yeah. so i just like i just end up like swiping it's like, you know, a like game. The, what are they they get well they call that like the game you know it's like the game scenario or the you know the game effect the gaming effect that you almost treat it like like a video game so on one level it's really not that serious so if she did decide to tell her friend for the crack it's like hey mr exclusivity is still swiping i think yeah i think then i, I think just tell and well, well i haven't well, I'm, I'm 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 not that's not my advice oh okay this is my on one level possible scenario i feel like yeah i feel like it's not a big deal because actually what he's doing isn't really a big deal either, you know? And, uh, uh, but, uh, but on the other side, I feel like, you know, why would you get involved in somebody's business when, you know, you don't, you know, you know, it's, it's, it's not your business. Exactly. Well, that's the, that's where I'm kind of saying like my advice would be, but I probably wouldn't just because I would want to get involved. And unless they were, going out a few months then i'd be like oh okay um this is a bit weird but i yeah i'm, I'm conflicted because i feel like it's so innocuous that it's almost a bit of crack to be like yo yeah. fucking mr exclusivity is still swiping away you know yeah and like and also part of the problem with advice like this is you know you're getting you're getting somebody's description of somebody's transcribing what they think their friend's had the con you know they she doesn't know exactly the conversation that they've had yeah. you know so it is it is it is tough you know to say whether you should say something or not you know and i think for the i mean maybe well, here's a safe way you know maybe she should just and the next time they're having a conversation without making it obvious just 
verify like you know exactly what he's saying to make sure that you know you know that she may have like maybe misinterpreted uh how how serious it's it it is between what they have said you know like in terms of um you know it is it clear that he said he wanted exclusivity and she still hasn't said yes to that yet yeah, no, that's, no. I think that's, the, yeah, I think you're right. I think that's the best advice. Now, I do think since this person wrote in, it's going to bother, it's bothering her. So I think for her own peace of mind, she'll probably have to say something just to. Well, she should clarify first where they're at. Yeah. And then if she, if she thinks that, um, you know, it's, uh, well, you know, she should just make sure because her friend wants to go slow. So this might help her friend to make the decision of, you know what, actually, I, I I'm going to tell him, listen, like. You actually, just so you know, you match with my friend and I'm totally cool with that because actually I'd rather just take it a little slower too. So she just needs to make sure where her friend is at before she brings it up because it may be the very thing that helps her friend to just fucking put the brakes on it, you know? Like, not not, not fuck it up, but just kind of... Because it might also be the thing that says to him, well, that's why I've been trying to get you to clear it up because, you know, I'd be happy to stop, you know, looking for other people, but, you know. And as well, it might also make her be like, shite, actually, I do want to be exclusive. Also, second thing, I don't, if they've been seeing each other a while, I find it hard to believe that he doesn't know what the friend looks like. Well, he could have been just swiping and not realise. But you always know what the friends look like, you know, via Instagram or something. You wouldn't, yeah. Well, I don't know. I don't know how long, you know, I don't, I don't. But the problem with a lot of these dilemmas is you don't know the exact details, you know. Yeah, but the thing I think you're. But that's a good dilemma. That's a toughie, you know. Yeah, and I think you're right about the. But like I'm always aware, like like in in the in the age of swiping, I'm always aware that if I've started to sort of you know fool around with somebody, but it's not serious, I'm always aware that the the potential for for a, a a problematic swipe exists. But I also think, but that's just embarrassing. It's not. It's not a, we're not in an exclusive relationship. So of course I'm still going to swipe away. Yeah, no, I agree with you. So that's why I think like, it's not really that big of a deal what he's, what he's done. Plus, you know, I just, you know, her, her, her timing of it, it you know, I, 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 I hope she's a hundred percent sure that it didn't, that the, the, the swiping situation was definitely that he swiped recently, you know? Yeah, it could. But I'll trust that she's 100% sure of that. It could have been as well, like maybe he deleted his Tinder and then he re... Oh, I don't know. I don't fucking know how these things work. Who knows, yeah. But like, anyway, but I think it's... Good dilemma. I think as well with swiping, it's just fucking swiping. People just do it to feel good about themselves. Like, I think if he messaged her and was like, hey, babe, we want to fuck tonight or something. <laughs> like, can't, you know, like, I mean, then you'd be like, oh, shit, okay. And you'd be like, she could even be like, um, actually, you're seeing my friend. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it's not like he messaged her. No, no. So... You know, that's the thing. Like, you know, he might be just swiping, swiping and matching is a uh, swiping and matching is a bit of crap. Yeah, that's why, you know, thinking. it's only when you start messaging that it's a problem. Exactly. You know? Yeah, that's the thing. He might have been just swiping. We all love the ego boost. We all love the ego boost of a fucking it's a match. Well, I, I had a friend who um was out on a date with a guy and I think this was like third date because they'd already like, yeah, it was definitely third date because they talked up and stuff. And uh, she looked down and he was fucking swiping on Tinder and she was like, what are you doing? And he was like, oh, it's just habit. So I know I've actually I've 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 never been caught but I have found myself fucking swiping and being like Jesus man 
What are you doing? It's probably like, well, sometimes I guess that's like the automatic for people who do Tinder. Because like sometimes I'll go on my phone. I don't Tinder, but I'll go on my phone to go look up something specifically like directions. And then I realize it's like an out of body experience. I realize I've just been sitting on Instagram for five minutes. So I guess it's probably the same thing. But with Tinder, you don't even realize you're going into it. Yeah, yeah. If you're in that, there are periods of time where you do a lot of swiping. And, uh, you know, I, I, I do think that you can accidentally do that. And I'm sure that he's just... But I'm sure he's a guy. I'm sure he's keeping his options open till he can't. You know? Yeah, till the very last second. <laughs> you know, but it's, I, I, I also think that in a way, you know, if, he probably shouldn't be too pushy on the exclusivity front if he's still swiping away. He should just like, you know, I, you know, I guess I, I wonder, had she, has she articulated it to him? That she'd like to just go slow, you know, clearly, you know, because I, you know, if she's saying that and he's being like, let's be exclusive, but really he's like swiping away, he probably should be a bit more honest about what he wants to himself, you know? Yeah. Or if maybe she said, look, I want to go slow. He might've been like, right, well, let me go back on Tinder then. And yeah, you just don't know. Yeah. Either way, it's not a huge deal that it's certainly not a major drama that, that they happen to match. It's a low-level transgression at It's worst, just uncomfortable, you know? that's all. Nice dilemma for the friend, though. Yeah. I, I appreciate her. I, I think it's a real dilemma for her, so I'm not dismissing her concerns. I think it's very... I'm very appreciative of, of that dilemma coming in. Yeah, me too. Thank you. Yeah, Britain, send us more dilemmas. We, we love them, you know? We don't get enough of them. Yeah. You know? Disappointing. Yeah, guys, come on. Send us your problems. We, we've run out of problems of our own. <laughs> Oh, I've got plenty of problems of mine, but you know, you gotta, you gotta be, you gotta be private on some shit. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so anyway, we were going to talk a little bit about what happened with Caroline Flack. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't want to open up with that because it's, it's just so. Well, it's, 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 it's one of the most hor- well, more horrible scenarios that I've encountered in, in, in celebrity culture. Um, certainly in, in the last while. There's been some horrific ones, uh, you know, even before and after Me Too and before that again. I mean, there has been some horrifically tragic stories, but this one is, this is one of the worst. Yeah. Really shocking. And for just because I know we have um, listeners who aren't just in Ireland, and I'm not sure if they know Caroline Flack, but she was a presenter of Love Island. Oh, sure, look, actually, loads of the Americans watch Love Island, so I'm sure they do. She, Well, yeah, no, she was the Love Island presenter, and uh, for those that aren't aware, she she had a, a domestic, uh, like, a, like a domestic violence incident before Christmas, and as a result, she was temporarily removed as presenter of Love Island for the the new winter series. Uh, but it was a huge story here uh, before Christmas. And even that story was was horrific. And the way that it was reported and the way she was hounded was was pretty terrible. But at the same time, I don't want to go through too much of the history of it, only because I think most people are super familiar with it. And I because because it's been covered so extensively over here... Um, I didn't want to focus too much on it other than I think the media is getting pretty fair criticism of the way that they hound human beings. Yeah. Did you listen to Laura Whitmore's uh, radio? No. uh, Sort of plea. 
Yeah, well, she was just very... Well, Laura Whitmore, by the way, is Irish, but she replaced Caroline Flack uh, for this season. But she was very emotional about the way that the media... Because honestly, Laura Whitmore got some serious abuse taken over uh, Love Island. And, you know, like, it's just... the The trolling is horrific. But before we even get into the trolling, let's just focus on the media. You know, the media... Like, this is a... So, domestic violence is no joke. Okay, and we do we don't know the whole story, but we know that something bad went down in that flat when it did with her her, her boyfriend. Um, was it Lewis Burton? Is that his name? Yeah. I, it, it, his name went out of my head there for a sec. I think, but maybe I'm right. But anyway, he uh, something happened. Okay, and and the police were called, and and and, and it, it's a domestic disturbance straight up. So there's there's nobody trying to pretend that something didn't happen. Exactly what happened, we don't know. That that will actually become clearer as a result of the inquest into her death, I believe. Anyway, uh, at the time, the press coverage of it was quite horrific, despite the fact that there was uh, it was put out that perhaps she was having some some mental health issues. Um, and I would be willing to bet, and this is straight up conjecture on my behalf, but I would be willing to bet that booze was involved. You know, I, I can't remember the exact statistic, but booze is a factor in like way more than half. I believe it's like at least three quarters of domestic violence disturbances have alcohol involved. I'd be willing to bet there was, but don't quote me on that because I, that is a, that is a guess, but either way, it, it's, 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 it's a horrific scenario. Whether however wrong she was in that scenario which we don't know it's not something that should be dealt with in the public it doesn't it doesn't make make it better for anybody um and that is really what's uh what what people are criticizing here because it's too much pressure on on a human being you know and i don't care how much people say when you're a celebrity you 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 sort of put yourself in the public eye so you have to take it I, I, I don't I don't agree with that. Yeah, but it, and there's also, I guess, look, everybody fucks up, but there's also an expectation that if you're a celebrity that you have to be absolutely perfect every second. Not saying that if it happened that it was right. I don't know what went on, but I mean, there's so much, so much stress and pressure, I'd imagine. I'm not... Yeah, well, there's, there's stress and pressure when it's private. Yeah. And, and, and you know, there's... I mean, I find it hard to judge. I mean, and I, I it's not just because it's a woman to a, a man violence, I, you know, but I, I just find it hard to to judge, particularly on what appears to be an isolated incident because when I was drinking, like, I blacked out and got in some bad fights. And I was only lucky that somebody didn't get hurt or I didn't get seriously hurt. And that, that was just pure luck, you know? But in the wrong scenario, I could have absolutely destroyed my life or destroyed the life of somebody else. So, you know, I just consider myself lucky. So I don't get overly judgmental. At the same time, I'm not dismissing her behavior. But at the same time, I know that police being called to your apartment, being arrested, being let out on bail, and having to face the consequences of your actions is more than enough stress for any human being. To then have that turn into one of the biggest news stories of the year, uh, lose your job because of it immediately without any you know legal process happening, you you lose your job, 
and you know you essentially become like ashamed to walk out the door that's just a lot to deal with and the media take no responsibility for creating that as if the fact that she made this small mistake allows her to have to sort of have more than just the law coming at her it has to have public opinion and conjecture and all these things it's 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 just too much yeah and then we ev- you know i'm not saying that, i'm not saying they caused her to commit suicide but they they created a scenario that made it more difficult for her than it needed to be yeah yeah i know and then as well because she's in the public eye and every single person has an opinion they're able to actually give that um so yeah it's very hard to well that's the social media side then. yeah it's very hard and, to you know social media is horrific nobody takes well most people don't take responsibility for their behavior on social media and even today if you go on twitter there's a ton of arguments about whether the crown prosecution service should have taken the case and the thing is that and even, you know what? We can't even criticize because we're literally sitting here talking about it. Mm-hmm. So we're all fucking talking about it. We're all actually part of the problem, which is we all have an ability to get our opinions out there, yeah. you know? But I would like to think that the point that we're trying to put out is that the abuse part of it is 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 more hurtful than people realize and very few people have to take responsibility for what they do. You will... and I don't really I don't know how you create a scenario where people have to be more responsible for the stuff that they write. Well, it's like let's say you have a person who's in who's a celebrity and they're in the public eye and they've done this bad thing and everybody's like let's fucking hold them accountable. But then at the same time no one's being held accountable for the for the for the online bullying or the harassment by the media or you know so it's like a, to me it's like a double edged sword it's like I w- no plus a lot of it is driven by a lot of it is driven by jealousy and gossip and you know i i i would like to consider more of our base pleasures you know or sort of like more of our toxic pleasures you know almost like a schadenfreude like taking pleasure from the pain of another yeah Absolutely. And that's a, I, I think that's a real thing. And I think that unfortunately, as the internet has done with so many things, it's, 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 it's allowed that to be multiplied, you know? Yeah. And like, uh, I've no um, proper knowledge about the way the justice system works. I should. <laughs> um, but I guess what I read was that they really only let that go to trial if they feel like it's going to be a repeat offence and that there wasn't really evidence there for that. So that's kind of where their people were like, ah, did it need to go that far? So it's a... Yeah, from my quick reading on the, the Crown Prosecution Service criticism, I mean, on paper, they've done nothing wrong. Um, the All the stuff about the boyfriend saying he didn't want to press charges. Of course, you you have to discredit that because so often, as we know from like you know battered spouses, that they will they'll bring they'll they'll say no, don't press charges because they want to be forgiven or they're afraid of the long term effects of having brought them to court. You know, so it can be fear based or it can be naivety based or it can be you know, a desire to think that next time is going to be different. And we all know that you can get stuck in these cycles of violence, you know. Um, so so I completely understand why you would just ignore 
his desire to have the charges dropped. But on the flip side, what seems to be this one isolated incident, you, you, you would have thought that there was a, there was a, an alternative to just bringing it to trial. Like it did seem excessive to me. But at the same time, I do understand, and I and I, I get some some people throwing out the with with pure anger that if it was a if it was a husband to the wife that we wouldn't be saying this, which I you know I don't really know. But my, my understanding of it has always been, and again, that's probably it might be completely wrong, but that, that these cases are really hard to that that it's actually hard to kind of prove sometimes and it's hard to get it to go to trial and there's a lot of people who so it's just did this one seem to have it is exceptionally complicated it is it is really complicated it does seem to me that her management company who has who has said that they were pursuing a show trial i feel like they have a bit of an argument because and i'm i'm op- i i i'm I'm happy to open myself up here to people saying that you wouldn't say that if it was the other way around. But I do think they have a bit of an argument because it appears to be an isolated incident. There definitely appears to be some mental health issues. And I feel like that's a situation where you have an alternative intervention. Now, maybe some people will say that the right intervention is a a court case. Uh, But the problem is that in this situation, it's quite obvious that a court case is going to be so much more difficult for her. See, that's the thing. Like, does actually, this is a question, really. Does the Crown Prosecution Service have the discretion to say that this is something uh, that is going to be more problematic because of who this woman is? And perhaps we there is an alternative way of intervening here. Mm. Because her going to trial on this is, is a fucking disaster for her. I mean, part of the reason why she's killing herself is because she can't handle the... Uh, extra strain of what this court case is going to do yeah because like absolutely like because if if it were and look i've had experience where i've witnessed um women uh, be violent with men and it's awful as well they're both equally awful and and so we're not we're not we're not saying that bullshit when that happens regular day-to-day basis you're just you're you know you're only dealing with maybe your family or your close friends knowing about it until I imagine until whatever happens. But this was like every single person. Yeah, it's extra. It's extra. It's it's not fair, even though that's, I guess, the price you pay as a celebrity. You know that when you get into it. But these are exceptional circumstances. So personally for me, I don't think the Crown Prosecution Service need to take responsibility for her committing suicide. Nobody can take responsibility for that. But people do have to step back and say, what part did I have to play in creating a scenario that it made her think that this was a good option? You know? I mean, in the end, she is responsible for her behavior, you know? But you can't change, you can't ignore the fact that you may have created a scenario that made this way more stressful. That level of anxiety, I can't imagine what it does to your mind, you know? I can't imagine how how black she saw the future for that temporary period of time, you know? Yeah, I know it's hard, but like I just think, you know, when you've gone on, when you've gone out boozing and you kind of, let's say you black out and the next morning you wake up with that feeling of regret, like, do I have my fucking keys? Do I have my, have I got my bag? Like, and that must have been, you know, 
so whatever happened and it's still if it happened we don't know what fucking went on but if it did it's awful but still having to live through that no i mean something went down i mean he called the cops i mean something went yeah, down for sure you know? but still having to live through that feeling for the next couple of months is yeah it is pretty fucking horrific because look and i mean i've heard i've i've yeah I've, I've heard people with with bad booze problems and the things that they did when they were drinking but you know i'm, I'm not going to blame booze I, I don't even know if it is but all i'm saying is like yeah i'm just trying to get that just, feeling of regret where you're like oh, she's full she's getting the full she's getting the full fucking letter she's getting the i've heard so many ins i i in fact i've i know about so many instances of domestic violence and none of them are right but nobody I know nobody, and I've seen, I've read nothing of the letter of the law being thrown so fucking hard at somebody over one incident as this woman has had to deal with. Yeah, you know, it's that's it's 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 immense. It's fucking it's 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 so immense. But anyway, I don't know what it is that drives the the the, the troll behavior. But I, let me let me just give, just in terms of like how the media don't care, you know, like they they. The British press is really disgusting, yeah. you know? They don't care. Obviously, people have been given the examples of Meghan Markle, the Meghan Markle, the way she's been treated. And, and Piers Morgan, I mean, Piers Morgan is a fucking, there's, there's something dark there. And I don't want to just rip on him because then in the end, I'm doing the same thing. I'm trolling him. But he has done some horrific things, you know? I'm not going to say he's a bad person. I'm not going to judge his character. But he has done some horrific things in it from what I can see, in the name of profit, in the name of furthering his career, because all this provocative, controversial stuff fucking just thrives online, and it thrives in the tabloid press. And he is a master of that. He's been doing it for a long time. And, of course, he's horrified by Carolyn Flack's suicide, but he he, he behaves in a way that, in other scenarios, has helped other people to have extreme stress, which is, you know, which is un unfair right so the the british press is, is particularly bad but let me just give some like two low-level examples of unnecessary stress that the press caused to me but then particularly in relation to one of them stress that they created to somebody else while blaming me right so f the first instance is probably uh less intense which was i had this show years ago in limerick and there was a consistent disruptor at the show and eventually I lost my patience and I told them they had to go right now it turned out that this person had a severe uh, disability and had no way of stopping themselves shouting out which I didn't know until literally um, like I think somebody I think somebody shouted out as they were leaving that actually like they're disabled or something and I I was trying to say to these people like sorry no you haven't let me know if, if, if there's, if there's, you know, an inability, we can work something out, but they left, obviously they were pissed off. And I was very angry at the venue that they hadn't told me that there may be some consistent disrupting, just ignore it because it's somebody that, that can't stop themselves from, you know, from shouting out. So there was, nothing came of it until about a month later, they wrote an article in the li local Limerick paper. But then the next day on the front page of every major tabloid in Ireland, was article saying that I had, you know, told this disabled person to leave. Oh, Jesus Christ. Like, without any context. Yeah. As if, as if I was, uh, you know, like, you know, basically, like, kicking out somebody with, with, with issues, 
You know, and do they not? Which was not the case. When they do that, do they? It literally sounded like heckling because they were cursing. I mean, they did have Tourette's was part of it, you know, but 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 it was it was more than just Tourette's. But it was it didn't sound like anything other than consistent heckling. You know, when somebody like keeps repeating themselves and they think it's funny, that's the way it sounded. You know, I mean, anyway, I don't need to explain myself no. because, like. It, it literally sounded like, and I kept telling them to stop. And nobody, by the way, in the group that was with them, nobody said, just so you know, Des, we're sorry for the disruption, but this person can't stop them. That's what I was just about to ask. Like that's. Yeah, no, they didn't, but they, they did throw me under the bus, that group, but there's nothing I can do about them. That's fine. They were stressed. Uh, I'm not going to blame them. Anyway, it's neither here nor there. The way the papers said it was that I, you know, told this person to go. Then, like, of course, a couple of days later, like half a paragraph, 10 pages in, you know, uh, people that are at the Des Bishop show say, you know, that's not what happened. You know, nobody knew that this person had a problem. It just sounded like consistent heckling. And as comedians, I want to do, if it gets too much, too disruptive, they ask the person to leave for the sake of the show. But that was like, you know, like three lines, like, you know, hidden in the paper. Right. So then I had to just deal with all this this fucking stress now that's not huge right i'm not comparing it to anything but i'm this is not a comparison but what but but i remember the stress of just like feeling like everybody was looking at me and you know just like seeing the the this was before twitter but i remember seeing in forums online because this is before i realized that you should never look up yourself online you know the word troll didn't exist um so I see all this stuff online, how horrible I am as a human being and, you know, you know, just, just the shit that you see, you know? And I, I like, I, I didn't want to show my face for fucking days. I was so fucking stressed. So then a week later, right? It was fucking Good Friday or maybe it wasn't Good Friday, but it was around Easter. Yeah. I'm doing a, a live radio show with Ray Darcy. And live radio shows are always problematic because you got that live crowd. So it gives you that sort of stand-up-y energy. So at one stage, the interview's sort of finishing up and Ray asks me, am I seeing anybody or something? And I was like, no. And even if I was, I wouldn't tell you or something like that. And he says, come on, come on. We need an exclusive or something. He's just joking around. So I was like, oh, you need an exclusive? All right, I'm gay. And he was like, are you gay? And I was like, no, no, I'm just just joking, give you an exclusive. Uh, And he was and then he said, I think he said something like, are you comfortable with your sexuality? And I was like, yeah, I'm comfortable with my sexuality. I'm doing a show with Derek Mooney next week, right? Now, number one, I didn't even, well, I didn't think that Derek Mooney was in the closet, right? I just, I just thought, I just thought he was gay. And by the way, I am more than aware that it was a shit joke, but it was just like a stupid fucking improv, right? Uh, but Ray Darcy responds by saying, Oh, we better go to a we better go to a commercial break before Des Bishop outs somebody else, right? But he's joking too, okay? Yeah. Next day, every page of every every front page of every tabloid in Ireland, Bishop outs Mooney. Jesus, uh, was Mooney? Mo- I don't know who Mooney is now. I have to go Google him. <laughs> but he, he is. That's all right. You're 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 outing yourself as somebody who knows nothing about Irish media. I, I got a lot of messages from people saying, "How the fuck did Katie not know who Miriam O'Callaghan was?" <laughs> I'm like, the more we do this podcast, I've like signed up to the Irish Independence and stuff. I'm like, right, get her better, get back to my roots. <laughs> well, anyway, he's oh, so he's obviously a comedian. No, no, Derek Mooney is a television presenter and a radio presenter. Okay, great. Now, 
Now, let me just explain. First of all, I was not aware that, that, that Derek Mooney was in the closet. As it turns out, Derek Mooney was very upset by all this, but he did talk to me afterwards. And he did say that, first of all, I wasn't in the closet. However, I didn't personally want to talk about any of that publicly. Plus, I really, for the sake of my family, didn't want it plastered all over the paper. And it was, it was, you know, I was younger at the time. It was more in hindsight years later. I felt even worse because, first of all, I was not outing Derek Mooney. I just told a stupid fucking joke without being aware of any consequences. But what what bothered me at the time was that I never had the, the sort of the wherewithal to turn around and say, I am not outing anybody. I made a dumb fucking joke about something I don't even know about. You, and nobody would have paid any heed to that. You are the people that are putting it on the front page of every people. You are outing Derek Mooney if, if, if it's possible to out somebody that's not in the closet. You are the ones that are using me to get your salacious story. Yep, and also as well... Don't... And while I take full responsibility for my dumb joke, you're the people that are doing it. You're the people that are causing harm. And of course, I feel like a fucking dumbass for giving you the window to do that. Mm. But you're fucking with this guy's life. You're fucking with my life. But in this scenario, what, how they're fucking with me is minuscule compared to how they're fucking with Derek Mooney and his fucking private life. Absolutely. You know, and they're just waiting for some, they're just waiting for some fucking moment to be able to hang their fucking front pages on it without getting sued for fucking libel. But it's also as well, they're saying it's, like, what, whatever you say, even if you got on and you were like, you got on to the radio tomorrow and you go, everybody, Katie's a lesbian. And they're like, oh, no, I'm not famous, so they're not going to care. But let's say I was famous in this scenario. And then everybody's like, oh, Katie's lesbian. Des says that. But it's like, just because Des says it doesn't mean it's true, do you know? So, like, it's that also they should be like, there's no fact checking here. There's no kind of, you think that they would go and talk to him. God, I'd never be a reporter because I'd be too nice. Like, is this okay that I write this? Is this true about you? And then they'd be like, no, it's not. Or yes, it is. Or, you know, I don't know. I no, but they don't care. No, that they're like they sharks. I could never do it. I'd be like, I'd be the shittest reporter Disgusting. ever. I'd be like, everybody's happy. Yeah. We're all nice. Um, you know, yeah, it's just weird how they can take what someone else says and then be like, yeah, it's fact. And especially from a stand-up comedian, because everything we say are jokes, like everything we say now on this podcast could all be just jokes and all just uh, stories. So, you know, you can't really be going from a fucking quoting a stand-up comedian. Yeah, and it was one of the things that I really regret. It was afterwards I made jokes about it on stage, you know, just about the, you know, the scenario. And actually, I, you know, I met Derek Mooney and he said that some of his family were at my show and that that, that was like an, an added hurt to them that I had been joking about it. And it was actually one of, the, it's one of the few jokes that I truly regretted in my career. But you know what, though? I honestly, I was too fucking immature back then. I actually... It was only years later that I, I properly registered how difficult that must have been for him, you know? And while while I give myself a bit of a break, because obviously I was feeling a bit aggrieved that this throwaway comment had then given them an excuse to fucking shit all over me while destroy, you know, like by really causing this guy pain. I, so there was an element of me feeling aggrieved. So I understand why I thought I had the right to sort of vent out. It was years later that I did you know, I did, I felt really bad that I was helped him to have this fucking scenario, but it always did bother me that these papers never have to take responsibility for the fact that they do it, you know? Yeah. And also, you know, even so many of these big 
tabloid storms. They aren't storms until they make them storms. So these, a lot of times, things aren't big issues and then they turn them into one, you know? No, exactly. It, and, and it, like what you said, they did exactly what they're saying you did, which is like... Yeah, but, you know, but they're, they're, they're fucking disgusting, you know? They really are. Like, I'll take responsibility for my actions, but they very rarely take responsibility for theirs, you know? I mean, they had to take responsibility over the, the phone hacking, you know, and the news of the world went under for that. But, you know, more often than not, they only take responsibility at times like this. But what, it takes the suicide of a fucking, of a, of a woman at the peak of her career to make them go, oh, right, these people have fucking feelings. You know, because honestly, I mean, I've talked about this with a few people. I won't mention any names, but like, I love my life, you know, and I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm quite happy to take the, the good with the bad in terms of like whatever level of notoriety I have, but it's very difficult to point out how fucking stressful it is when you end up at a period of high, you know, like high visibility online or in the media. Mm. It's, it's, it's so fucking stressful. Yeah, I can't even Im- you know? I can't imagine. Those two, those two examples are only two of, of, of many, you know, I've, I've had many, you know, and it's, it's, it, you know, it's horrific. And then I had like, uh, you know, I've had various trolls over the years, particularly ones that are like persistent trollers, you know, and like I confronted one once just by chance. He fucking outed himself to me in, in a group having a conversation. He told me who he was and I was like, wow. And I think he thought it was all a bit of crack, but he had once sent me a, he sent me an email like threatening my life or threatening violence. I remember, I, I remember being the one of the few times that I thought about going to the guards was over one of these these emails or messages that this guy sent me, court guy. And suddenly he outs himself to me, which which just shows how deluded these guys are. Like often they they're not even like aware of their behavior or aware of the like the power of what they're doing. And I actually said to him in front of his friends, I was like, dude, it's not a bit because I think he said something like it's all a bit of a laugh. And I was like, it's not a fucking bit of a laugh, dude. You threatened my life in a fucking email. It's not a laugh. And that's that's you know? the problem. What people physically write and send via email, social media, whatever, are stuff they would never feckin' say in real life. Or they wouldn't have the balls. And they're like, oh, it's grand. It's not grand. That's terrifying. Yeah, now, I never heard another fucking word from him from that day. But like, and I didn't threaten him. But obviously, you know, the six foot three fucking Dez standing next to you is not the same as the fucking you know, forum profile, because it was all forums back then, you know? So it's obviously quite different when you're confronted by the person. But anyway, I mean, he disappeared. You know, that, that a lot of it is mental illness for these people too, you know? Like, I think this person was like, you know, had, had, had some issues and comedy can attract that. But anyway, long story short, all that stuff can create a ton of stress. Now, it creates a lot less stress for me nowadays because I kind of realize the dynamics at play. But at that stage, I was younger and also this language of trolling and online abuse, it didn't exist. I took loads of that shit to heart. I, honestly, it fucking, it fucking was killing me at the time. And, you know, I, I have a little bit of regret of that time too because I actually changed, I didn't do as many Irish jokes, you know, after, after that period. Of time. I used to get so much abuse for being a fucking yank talking about Ireland that I actually stopped doing that, thinking that somehow these people were right. Whereas in actual fact, they're just fucking trolling assholes. Yeah. They're only, they only hate you because of your popularity. And like, but I was fucking, I was taking all this shit to heart because 
I, you know, the, the language didn't exist back then of online trolling, you know? So obviously I never ended up in a situation where I was suicidal. So I'm not, again, like none of this is, I'm not comparing any of this to, to Caroline Flack. We're just jumping off from that story onto this. But the point is that it has various varying levels of effects on your life as a human being, which is very hard to articulate. It's safe to articulate right now because the, the, the heartbreaking effects of abuse are now plain for the world to see. So there's like a little bit of a window to be like, on so many different levels, this shit actually affects you as a human. Yeah, and look, um, no, and it's good to get, because you have a perspective on how the media had affected your life, do you know? And the thing is, people just aren't, yeah, they're just not realizing that you're a person now. Everybody has to be obviously held accountable for their actions, but that doesn't mean you need to be burned at the fucking stake. And then secondly, I'm over here joking about Americans. Those same people who told you as who trolled you as an American in Ireland joking about shouldn't be joking about Irish people. They'd be very upset if they heard that I was over here and I was joking about Americans and they started trolling me. They'd be like, leave our Irish woman alone. So it's just more about having like a bit of like a... Oh, I know. I mean, first of all, they, it was irrelevant. I shouldn't have taken any of it to heart. I mean, that's on me. But honestly, it was easier to take it to heart then because I'm telling you, there's a lot more... There's a lot more language about online dynamics than there was back then. It was the early days of forums. It was actually pre-Twitter. It was just, it, it, you know, it, it just wasn't as clear. Yeah. The word troll didn't exist. They used to call them wums, you know, wind-up merchants. But like, the, you know, it, it, it just didn't exist. And I, you know, it, it does annoy me that, that I took it to heart at the time because I wouldn't take it to heart now. now. Can I, can I? I mean, I just laughed when the Irish Times article came out about my mom. There was a few comments. One of the comments was like, you know, how sad is this that he has to use this to bring himself back to relevance or oh, some shit? Off. That's so annoying. You know? <laughs> like, he can't, though. Do you know, even I, like, I'm not even famous and I've gotten some fucking weird shit on Reddit and stuff. I'm like, whatever, I don't care. Or on, like, the well, road I never go on Reddit. I mean, Reddit is literally like... Yeah, I don't anymore. It's like walking into fucking Chernobyl. I know. <laughs> it's fucking mental. But so, <laughs> walking into Chernobyl, that's so funny. But I, I want to say something and I hope I don't get murdered for saying this, but basically with the you said there that some people would be like oh if this was a guy um and he had uh, hit his girlfriend over the head with a lamp or whatever went down oh but now i'm sorry there is that firstly there's a lot of famous male actors who kind of you know like um what's your man batman and then there was the uh, um that uh that other guy's brother what's your man batman or christian, christian Bale? Bale, didn't he there was a story going out that he'd hit someone and now that's all awful don't fucking hit be hitting people but he didn't lose his job you know it was investigated or whatever like this said uh, you know this woman lost everything over a thing that hadn't been properly investigated yet now look when it is you know it could come out but i mean that's that's the, and, and sorry there's fucking guys who 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 violently sexually assault women and they do not fucking lose their job they don't even go to prison that long or they get there was a case like a few years ago where the woman had to like take money instead so i'm sorry the comparison oh if yeah, it were no that man, comparison is not is so I, I, comparison is nonsense, nonsense. i mean there's just so thing, many i think examples they were just of... like let's take her down a bit and that's the thing like um you know don't like they're like oh if it were a man actually if it were a man I'm sorry, there's a lot of men <laughs> who were in the public eye getting away with stuff, so, and they're not losing. No, a hundred, I mean, I, I, a hundred percent, I think you're right. I mean, I really think, I think it's more likely that there was somebody in the Crown Prosecution Service that thought, let's, let's use this as an example to make clear that women can abuse men too. Yeah, and they can. Which is not fair. And look, no, but, and they can, and it's true, and I've seen it. 
Um, and I think I'm, I'm very much a, you know, I, I just, it's, I know how hard. No, I know because you've seen it. I know you've you've but, seen it. I but know. I'm. I don't think that's. I don't think that's fair to be like. Let's use this and make a show. And it's not like. It's not like. He was. You know. It was an isolated incident that still had to be investigated. Let's say. So I just. I just. I. I wish they could make a law where it's not public until you really until the people need to know what's going on or whatever. Does that make sense? Yeah, I mean, listen, I, I, I think it's a total fucking double standard because actually there's plenty of examples of domestic violence in- incidents that have disappeared. Yeah. You know, man, man, man hitting a woman. There's plenty of examples of them disappearing. Yeah. But people just, you know, people just want to make this point. I mean, the only thing I can say, which is a fact, is that she was fucking getting the full letter of the law. Yeah. You know? And, and when I think of... The memory is very unreliable, but I, I I feel like I've remembered numerous incidents where very famous people have been involved in domestic violence incidents, and they haven't actually been been charged. Yeah, you know? absolutely. I can't think of, but we've all, or the guy who was in Manchester by the Sea, that other guy, still did Manchester by the Sea. <laughs> um, there was a he was going through a domestic abuse case as well. Anyway, who was that? Oh, Iran's brother. Um, oh, Jesus. Oh, Casey, Casey Affleck. Casey Affleck. Yeah, but that was that, that was a, yeah that was a, that was a sexual assault claim, right? Oh, I thought it was I thought it was domestic violence, but then again, there you go. See, I don't even know. We don't know. We just hear one thing and we're like, this is it. Yeah, yeah. And that's yeah. another. But I mean, anyway, I just don't think it's yeah. I just that whole thing is fucked up. That that side of it is just is just very fucked up. And, and then we're getting our news from social media as well, so you don't really know. It's you know, and it, when you Google, it's when you Google these it's stories, it's 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 people's opinions and, and tweets nearly come up first before the actual fucking news. So, and then the news is like unreliable, as you said. So, like especially the tabloids. But I think that's a real listen. I think it's a real issue, and I think it would have been very easy to use the Caroline Flax scenario to point out that sometimes men are abused and all that. Like, I, like I do think that's a real issue, yeah. and and I completely respect somebody who wants to say that. The Crown Prosecution Service had every right. And, you know, you're right. Yeah. They had every right. However, you know, it does reek a little bit of trying to make an example out of somebody. And I just think that that's dangerous when that somebody has so much more to lose. Yeah. I mean, it's not fair to compare, but I do think that it is an added pressure to know that it's going to be in the fucking media. Yeah, you can't even go out for like I don't think that gives you a pass, though. I don't think that gives you a pass. However, in a scenario like this, I do feel that there was room for discretion. Yeah, because we just don't know what happened yet. And I feel like everybody jumping on a bandwagon, well, just wait, like, be patient. (laughs) And then that would have given her the time as well to kind of be like... Now, in saying that, you know, one thing that actually... One thing I, I, I should say perhaps is that i'm not sure it would have been public that actually they were going to have a trial uh unless she had killed herself so I, I i don't know how discreet the whole process would have been yeah i don't know see i just Which, I, I, know. I guess we'll never know yeah i guess ideally in those situations no matter who it is like it's awful and don't fucking do it but like i mean just let it be due process or whatever if that's the right like we all don't need to be like just kind of, you know, as a society, we're just not very patient um, and we're very involved. But I do also hope, I do also hope that people 
do not think that we're comparing no. these, these stories that I told with what went down. Oh, no, no, they won't. But Just, it's good. It, look, I don't have that yet. I'm sure if I get successful, they'll be like, Katie said this. And I'd be like, fuck. Um, but it's good to be able to see that because we can all imagine. I'm sorry, if you ask most Sally or Harry, they would say that they wouldn't want to be a celebrity because it's that's your every second of your life is in question everything you say and like I love doing stand-up comedy it's like the moment I'm most happiest is when I'm on stage and I'm trying to work out stuff it just happens that if I want to do that and be successful at it it's gonna come with publicity because that's how you become successful at it so I know but the hilarious thing is here you are you're just pursuing your dream of being a stand-up comedian you're doing a podcast you're you know you're this cute lovable Katie and nothing in your head is saying like, you know, I want to do all this because one day I just want to be fucking a celebrity. Yeah, no, not at all. You want to be successful. But but the thing is that once you become successful and they start eating you up, everybody will say, well, she knew what she was getting into. But it's like, no, no you don't. You know, that, that, that's not what you're signing up for. Not at all. You're just like, oh, I'm actually good at this and I enjoy it oh I'm getting better oh I want to work harder at this oh this is like fulfilling oh this is better than any relationship I've had oh this is like the reason I want to exist and then you take that all away from me like I'll I've experienced um depression and considered um that you know but in hindsight I'm glad I didn't but I mean I can't imagine I don't think I would find that very very hard now again that's a different situation but like there has been situations where people have turned on people because they said something on twitter or they said something on a podcast and i think i think when it, so this isn't about caroline fleck let's just say in general when a comedian says something on twitter or they say something on a podcast and it's it's not like super cool but it's like it's just a fucking stupid thing they tweeted it uh, oops shouldn't have they don't i don't think like as as, uh, as if we're asking for tolerance we also have to be tolerant and be like okay you made a mistake you're sorry don't fucking do it again not like let's yeah, fucking be, take that, them that, down, and it's like that's the yeah, but that's the so that's it, the deeper discussion. So you're like about online discourse. You're, you're being you're asking for tolerance, but you're being ill, ill, Ill tar, Ill, intolerant. Intolerant, yeah. And it's like there's still people who make mistakes. Like I don't want to be famous. I always say I want to be successful. There's no part, and if I end up being seen by something, I'm not going to say no. Sorry, Netflix. Good luck now. I'm not taking that. Do you know, but so it's just, um, yeah, I think. I know, but even, even that's why I caught, I, I tried to catch myself ripping on Piers Morgan too hard. Cause even like after this, everyone just starts fucking tearing Piers Morgan and Dan Wooten, a sun journalist down. And it's like, yeah, they've been dicks. They really have. But then people are just fucking online abusing the fuck out of them being like, this is your fault. Not realizing that they're doing the same fucking 100%. thing. Yeah. This is the thing. They're doing the same thing. It's, 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 it's literally like. This relentless yeah. fucking circle I'll, I'll, of I'll, stress. I'll put it here. It's no one's fault. Okay. Yeah. There's people who have to be like, fuck, I should have done that or whatever. But I mean, we just need to go forward being like more simple, simple thing, more fucking considerate. Just do you need to, Compassion. do you need to attack someone online? Nah, go, go for a run. If you're feeling that you need a bit of drama in your life, you probably just need a bit of exercise. And you need that, like... Uh, oh, yeah, Katie sorted it out again. Yeah, that's it. I've cured the world. <laughs> We're going to write a book, Katie's Simple Solutions. <laughs> go for a run. My solutions are... Because you're right, Katie. You're right. But this is, I think right. I think there's something... This is this is me now. This is probably pure bullshit. But I think, you know, there's something in us primal, like what you said earlier, 
that's I've been thinking about that a lot like there's primal instincts and I think we don't like we're not like con- you know in the olden days back 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 when uh, you were constantly just surviving you know each day you might die and so we don't have that now we're pretty most people anyway we're pretty like you know you're going to be grand so that's why you need to go for a run get that adrenaline out there or join a team you know go fucking hit someone with a hurl yeah katie just <laughs> just, just stop <laughs> i'm telling you that's gonna solve it all if you feel like getting on and being like this motherfucker just go actually do you know what maybe i should start a tv series what a, a, a thriller <laughs> Yeah, but anyway, on 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 a serious note, it is a, it is it it is an issue of our time. I don't know how it's going to be be solved, but how to police online discourse uh, is is an issue of our time. It comes up every now and then. It's come up big time on this one, and you know I've seen various suggestions like that people can't be on Twitter without their full name and their picture. You know there has to be more accountability. You know the, the these these things do come up. You know. But these websites, the, these websites, they can't, they can't police it. But the media can be policed. But unfortunately, the regulations have never seemed to work. It's really tough. That's it. Somebody said last night, when the internet gets you, you're fucked. <laughs> I don't know who. No, but you have no idea. I mean, I've been there. Like, I've had a few fucking, I've had a few annoying ones over the years. I'm not going to get into any more because I'll just get in a bad mood. But yeah. it is stressful, man. Mm. Fuck, it's so stressful. I remember I had one not that long ago. Like, my mom was fucking sick. Fucking shit's kicking off online. I had other shit going on. And it's just like, I don't fucking need this shit right now. Especially when it's for, you know, like, like both of those scenarios I gave were were, were like, well, one of them was like, I didn't do anything wrong. And it, it got written about as if I did something wrong. And then with with the Derek Mooney thing, it was like, I'd done something like quite low level stupid that got turned into fucking high level insane and that was not my fault, you know? And and you, you, you're just sitting there and this going like, Jesus Christ, like I'm, I'm catching fucking, I'm catching so much stress for something so low level. And and it was the same with uh, fucking another one a few years ago. Like, and the fucking, you know, just dealing with all this real life shit and all these people are fucking just chiming in on like a not even like real scenario, you know? Yeah. It's fucking so stressful. It's so stressful. Do you think that happens it, more though in Ireland and the UK than it does now, I just don't read shitey mag- magazines, but I'm just thinking for American celebrities, is it a little less that? No. Okay. You think it's just no, as it's bad? No, it's worse. I mean, there's TMZ. TMZ oh, see. Website created for it. I just don't read and, this stuff. You know, page six in the the New York Post. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, and then just online. I mean, did you not see what happened to Gail King last week? Cause she, no. She asked a woman about Kobe Bryant's transgressions and the fucking hell she caught. Snoop Dogg, Snoop Dogg actually said something quite violent. You know, he has apologized in the meantime, but no, these fucking online oh, things right. take off all the Well, time. I know about the online thing because I can see it. I know, I've, 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 yeah, I've, know, com- I've known comedians who've been taken down or had jobs taken away from them, but I was thinking more about the... Um, like the high celebrities, like I was thinking, like of Jennifer Aniston or whatever. I was like, I was just wondering if there was similar because I, I non stop. Every time you go to fucking pay for something at a CVS, look at all those yeah, magazines. That yeah, yeah. I, I guess because I just grew up with like it's the all sun bullshit and, about them. The Inquirer. Yeah, you're right, you're right. Yeah, Jesus. It's all that. Yeah. You know. Anyway, I think. I mean, I think that's a re- relatively healthy discussion. Yeah. You know, I mean, everyone's had their, their few cents on that. Um, anyway, that's that's another episode done. If anybody is uh, looking to go to Mia Mama, 
the next available dates are Cavan on the 28th. And then Thursday night of the Cork shows, uh, March the 6th, there's tickets left. And then Limerick and Wexford. And then that's it. Everything else is sold out. And you think... For the, for the winter. And you think you'll be back in New York then when? Next week? No, mid-April. Oh, okay. Cool. No, I, I had mentioned that possibly I'll be back for a couple of days, but that, that's not a guarantee. In fact, we shouldn't discuss it while we're on the podcast, but you still have the key to my apartment. Yeah, right? I do, yeah. I really could do with a mega favor. Yeah, sure, I got you. I, I just need you to look at my mail. Okay, I'll do that. It's been weeks. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do that, I'll do that. Just fit, we might as well let our listeners know about our little bit of life admin. Yeah, I have Des's keys. <laughs> I mean, really, what I was really hoping for is Des. I I know I said I wouldn't do it, but I met this guy last night and I used your apartment. <laughs> no, I couldn't. I wouldn't even be comfortable. <laughs> Where did you interview? Uh, uh, at her apartment. Our next week's guest at her apartment. So, um, oh, nice. So, so we. Do, what's her name? That's going to be on next Sarah. week. Sarah. Um, Jesus, I forgot her last name. Oh my God. Katie. Well, do you know what? It's not that I forgot her last name. I just don't know her last name. I just, you know, you'd be like, hi, I'm Sarah. Hi, I'm Katie. Let's see. Oh, Sarah Ryan. Sarah Ryan. She's great. She's funny. Oh my God. So you, you, you chatted to her about being an Irish, you know, just two Irish girls in New York. Yeah. So basically she listens to the podcast because I did your Caroline show years ago. That's how she's seen me and started following me. And then she started listening to the podcast. So she listens to podcasts. And she messaged me going, look, I got tickets to your New York Comedy Club show. So she came out and I messaged and said, look, if you want to come for a drink, there's a bunch of Irish people out. So she comes and she literally is like the star of the, like everybody's just lit, gathered around listening to her. Like the stuff she was saying, she's very open. And she said, like coming here, she'd come out of a 12 year relationship and then moved to New York and was just. Well, you don't have to give the whole fucking interview, Katie. I just I'm wanted just to saying, know I'm just saying, I'm just saying she gives a lot of, she gives a lot of um, her ex- sexual experiences and very open and very like, you know, over getting over the shame. And I just thought that was great to hear another Irish woman going through that. So. Oh, that's great. So that's coming up next week. Yeah. I'm excited. And, um, so at Katie Boyle comic. Yeah, coming to my show. Instagram at Des Bishop. We love the dilemmas, guys. Yeah, it keeps in the and dilemmas. We we love the reviews. You know, the reviews are really I know we always say this, but the reviews and the five stars, we always ask for them, but they help our chart position. Okay. And, you know, even though our listenership is actually very hot, like we're we're at we're at a peak. Like we've had bigger spikes in listenership, but in terms of uh, like what's become like our base listenership it's it's quite a bit up in, in recent times which is great but it's really the five star reviews and the 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 five stars and the reviews and the comments and stuff that really help the old chart position if you listen on iTunes if you listen on Spotify which we we keep increasing our listenership on Spotify if you listen on Spotify do take a screenshot put it up on your on your Instagram stories and uh you know make little comments about you know it's always good when you make like a little quote or something and uh, any feedback on this, which was, you know, like a lot, a lot of heavy stuff. Uh, any comments are, are, are welcome. Thanks so much for the feedback last week. Thank you for the dilemma. More dilemmas, please. Yeah, thank you. Katie, any, any, any final words? Well, just if you keep five starring and give them reviews, it'll help me get successful and then get torn down by the media. So <laughs> come on, guys. 
Yeah, if you want Katie to destroy her life. Please, please help make, us. Make her famous. Make me famous. I want to have a boat. <laughs> you want to have a boat? Yeah, I'll be out on my boat when they're tearing me down in the media. They'll be like, remember what she said on this episode 57? I'm like, oh, fuck. <laughs> wow. A boat. They say they say the happiest day of your life is the day you buy your boat, and the second happiest day is the day you sell it. Because <laughs> you never used it. <laughs> because it's it's actually quite a lot of maintenance. Yeah. It's quite, 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 quite a responsibility, you know? Um, so that's fun. I'll, I'll be back next week for the intros and the outros. Yep. So we'll try to have a bit of crack with that. I look forward to hearing your interview so uh, I can make my comments afterwards. So I guess next week will be kind of like a, another dirty app. Yeah, it's very lighthearted, very uh, explicit. Um, nice. Yeah, so we both told a couple of dirty stories. Disappointed I, I'm disappointed I wasn't there. I know, she inspired me to say a dirty story as well. <laughs> I probably, oh, I probably really? wouldn't have shared, but I went, feck it. <laughs> and I shared it. So, oh, that's that. Um, no. Uh, so, yeah, thanks, everybody. I love yous. All right. Thank you. See you next Bye. week. Bye. All right. You can- Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.